What is up, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from Apocalypse Movies. I am your host, Jacob Bartley, and I am joined by the other two members of the original three members of Apocalypse, Jake Berlin and Gio Ramos. I'll go to Gio first. How are you doing today, Gio? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, it's been an interesting uh, 24 hours, you know, with the Justice League leak. But uh, other than that, it was a pretty productive, uh, pretty productive weekend on my own. So, yeah. Sounds good, man. And Jake Berlin, how was your weekend? How you doing, man? It was good. It was, it's it's been a busy few weeks for me. Uh, a lot of things have been going on. Um, and I'll say to both of you, uh, just you know, I'll I'll plug both of you right off the bat. Both of you are putting out a crazy amount of content right now on your other channels. Um, That's true. On both uh, Phantom United and then Jacob's got Off the Grid and First Round Fantasy. There's videos being pumped left and right, and um, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but man, is my time dedicated to making sure you guys look good. Yeah, I mean, that just means more work for Jake, unfortunately. <laughs> and look, we tell Jake, you know, don't work too hard, but he can't help himself. I I, I really can't help myself. It is what it is. Hey, it's good for us, you know, makes our channels look good, so I appreciate it. <laughs> it's good, though. It's It's been a crazy... Crazy couple weeks outside of the podcast world, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited because we finally have new movies to talk about. Yes, that's what I was going to mention too at the top of the show is that we're I don't know if we're ever going to be back to normal, but just having new films come out feels a little tiny bit normal. You know, it's it's not the same as a theatrical release, but it's just seeing a film that was made intended to be in theaters is pretty cool. Cause yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Cause they're, you know, they're these movies, we're getting quality films, you know, a, a lot of the films that go straight to streaming, like intentionally, there are some great ones, but a lot of them are made the, with the idea that this isn't going to be in theaters. Some of these movies that we're seeing now are so, it's really cool, and we're like the th- the thumbnail and the title say we are going to review Raya and the Last Dragon and Coming to America, um, and we're going to get to our usual stuff as well, including the movie watching challenge. Now, last week, wait, dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> um, so wait, hold on. This is interesting because I figured out that. Uh, and this is something new, and pe- maybe a lot of people have known this, and but this is something new that I have I haven't done yet. So a video that doesn't have sound, you can talk over the sound; it won't mute you. Oh, so that, like the intro wow. video, right? It mutes us automatically because there's sound yes. in the video. That that it's called a uh, it's called a um, uh, oh my god, what is it called? A uh, not a sticker but it's called a stinger. It's called a stinger. Mm. Um, and the stinger that we have at the moment doesn't have music. And so when we play it, we can still talk. Uh, Wait, can, can we test it again? Yeah. Watch. So, let me know. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Experimenting live. On That's the there you go. There, I mean, you're talking over right now. Yeah. So well, I made that I, dunt that noise. Over, I think, over I think at one point, once I, once I find music that fits it, I want to find music that fits when the letters lock in. Yeah. You don't want to force something. Like it's like metal that like kind of yeah. locks into place. Um, but it's going to take time to find that. And then, uh, yeah, Sarju muting everybody on a video. It would take as long as the, as the stinger is. 
And so there's just no point to do that. I just have to tell everyone to shut up while that happens. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 0 for 2 with the new intro logo for <laughs> for the movie watching challenge. I'll you know, getting used to it. Hopefully next week I'll I'll be on it. But yes, so last week Jake challenged us all to watch Fanboys. Now, that means four of us have to watch Fanboys at least, and I'm sure Jake is going to rewatch it. But we want to figure out a way to maybe possibly do a watch along. So right now we're tentatively planning to do a watch along of fanboys next week, kind of a last minute uh, watch along there. And I think I haven't seen the film, but judging on the content, I think it would be a good one for a watch along. Absolutely. Especially for us, the members of the channel, but also the viewers, because we're all fanboys, fangirls here. So I think that would be a fun one. So for now we're planning on that and that's going to be, the nature of that challenge but to get back on track uh jake has challenged me uh for the regular movie watching challenge for for the solo challenges and uh that means i get to choose on a poll or a uh random number and screw it give me a poll I, I like to make it fun for the viewers so i will take a poll and i got I'll three write that up right now it'll go live in about five minutes everybody yes so, so geo why don't you show me what i might be in for all right, man. So your movies are Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Nice, nice. Defiance, starring Daniel Craig. And is that uh, the guy Reeves from... Schreiber and Jamie Schreiber Bell. And who, uh, Jamie Bell? Jamie oh, Bell. The Thing. All right. And finally, Public Enemies, Johnny Depp. Nice. Yes, sir. I know at least two of these have been challenged before, so somebody's trying to get me to watch one of those movies for sure. But that that's mm -hmm. a good group. Those are uh, three movies that I'm aware of and I've been wanting to watch, but I haven't watched yet. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Defiance. I remember hearing about it, but what a cast. I mean, I look, we all love Daniel Craig, or most of us, I would say, but uh, I love Lee Schreiber, man. He's so underrated as an actor. So I'm excited to find out. So Jacob, have you seen Ray Donovan? Wisely? Uh, no, but you know, we all have those shows that everybody tells us to watch. Yeah. And I always had two. One of them was Dexter. And then one of them was Ray Donovan. Everybody mm -hmm. says to watch Ray Donovan. Um, so I got to check it out sometime. Well, it's also important because they're actually going to do a feature film and Lee Schreiber is actually directing it. What? Are they? They're doing a feature film. Yeah, Leaf Shriver is actually directing it as well. Wow. wow. It's going to be like a streaming service? or uh, Maybe not directing, but possibly writing it. At least writing it. I might be wrong in the directing part. Well, I'm just, I'm I'm surprised they're doing a feature film because we don't get a ton of uh, TV shows that aired for many seasons and then a movie, you know? We don't get a lot of that. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool. Uh, um, poll is live, everybody. Go to the YouTube channel, the main page under community. And the uh, the poll is live. Yes, so choose wisely. Like I said before, you're going to dictate part of my weekend this weekend. So please choose wisely. Okay, so uh, yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about Raya and the Last Dragon, the uh, Disney Animation Studios film. Let's answer uh, that real quick. Let's answer this real quick. Um, we are planning it. Uh, we are talking about it more than likely. It'll be after the debut weekend, um, but I know that Geo is probably going to do one on his own channel the day it comes out. So if you're looking for a premiere access day of watching 
Zack Steiner's Justice League. Go ahead and go to Geo's channel for that one. So I'll check my schedule. Oh, I might be watching it early. That's all oh, yeah, you get the access. Yeah, yeah the, the extra access. Yes. Or are you sure you're not just going to play Tom and Jerry? And there you go. Um, hey, hey, Geo. There it is right there. If you need a, a guest, I'll, I'll jump on hour three of the, the watch log. Okay. Okay. Hour three. <laughs> Chapter three, whatever it's going to be called. After the intermission. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if I could commit to four hours, man. Jeez. Um, but I will. I'll do it for Apocalypse, though. If we have to, if we have <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm excited. We give Geo a hard time, but. To be honest, I am very, very excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, but yeah, but we are going to talk about uh, Disney Plus's Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, this film was intended to be a theatrical release. Uh, Disney Animation Studios. And I I honestly... Had wait, wait, hold no... on, Gio. Have you seen it? I have not, but don't kick me out. I'm interested okay, in okay, your guys' conversation. Um, and I have, a, I, I have a question I'll probably so, ask you guys. Yeah, I wasn't really going to spoil anything yet, but I was just going to say... I had no expectations. I ne- I didn't watch any of the trailers. I saw TV spots because I watch um I have Hulu with ads and then I have uh I watch YouTube TV with sports and stuff. So I saw a lot of the TV spots and a lot of the punchline jokes or whatever. But I I don't know, Jake, how were you did you were you excited for this film? I was extremely excited. Uh it it nearly made my um top 10 most anticipated mm. of the year. Uh, when we did it earlier in this year, it was very, very much. I think it was like 11 or 12, 12 or 13, somewhere around there. Um, I was so excited for it because I say it again, Gio. What? Huh? No, I was, oh, I was just comment? saying what up. Oh, I was just it, saying what it, up. That's all. <laughs> um, I was I was very excited for it because I am very heavily into like the artifact style of film right where they're kind of like chasing after artifacts like it's that indie mm. right like um they're chasing after something or they're digging up something and it's the tomb raiders and the indies and stuff like that and i kind of got that vibe from this movie uh just by seeing the the trailers and i know that it was about a dragon uh so there was there was heavy mystical elements involved in it but i was extremely interested just because disney has never stepped in this realm before Right. It's about the Asian community. It's about the Asian culture. Um, and they're pulling from different parts and and creating this original story um, about this character named Raya and this this mystical story around the dragon and the world that they live in and these five tribes and, and how they don't operate well and stuff like that. And I was just there was something about it right away that pulled me in. Uh, and I'm talking about the trailers. I'm not talking about the movie itself. Yeah, that's. Um, I wanted to kind of set up. I mean, it's just Jake and I who have seen it, so kind of wanted to set up how our mind state going into the film. You know. Yeah, and and also, I mean, being a being a guy who works behind the scenes a lot and likes to kind of play with things, the animation is something that immediately caught my eye in the trailers. Um, and Disney animation. This isn't Pixar. Disney animation has what they've done with animation. I mean, obviously they, they do the Frozen movies, they do Wreck-It Ralph, that type of stuff. The animation is off the charts. It is off the charts. Oh yeah. Um, and it's when you see that in a trailer and it looks good in a trailer, not on a not an actual finished film, but in a trailer, you're like, okay, I need to see this movie. Yeah, and to that point, I after watching this movie, I wish I would have seen it in theaters because hundred I, mean, I don't want to jump to it, but when the when they show how the dragons fly, 
those scenes are beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And we're going to hop into some spoilers, right? I mean, not, yep. not that I'm going to spoil everything right away, but we're, we're going to get into it. So yeah, man. So I didn't, I didn't know much about the film. Tuck, tuck. I, yeah. Oh, tuck, tuck. A, a, every Disney animated film has to have a lovable hundred percent in it. 100%. And yeah. I mean, tuck, tuck is an actual like pet one, but then the dragon's also another animal too, but one of the talking ones, but you know, screw it. I'm just going to say it. This film is absolutely incredible. Honestly, this film is amazing. And look, you guys know I'm a sucker for animated films. Like I'm always, oh I always have like oh inside out and Jake, you, you and I both love Zootopia. Like Frozen's. Yeah. I'm a Fro frozen fanatic. I, I like both frozen movies. Uh, so the thing is for me is like they're I look at them as films first. I don't look at them as kid movies. Yeah, they're kid friendly and they're made for kids, but doesn't mean we can't enjoy them. Just like, you know, an MCU film is made kind of for our demographic, but kids can definitely enjoy them as well. So I I and right from the start, this movie like kicks it off with some action. And you see that Raya's trained and uh, has been training since she was a little girl. And to me, I like this movie felt fresh in a way. And I mean that the script, the way it was written in the dialogue was just, it felt refreshing. Like, you know, you, you, you know, sometimes you can predict lines in films, like when you're seeing a scene play out. You could, you would think you know what they're going to say, but then they would just say some unpredictable stuff, and I'm like, wow, I just, I didn't expect that. So I, I don't know about you, Jake, but I really, I really love the dialogue and the script. I mean, there's so many other things I loved about it, but it was it definitely felt, the writing. It felt very adult in the way that everything was happening. Um, there's obviously a lot of kid elements, right? The, the colors, and you, you throw in the baby and the young boy who's the chef, ship, captain type of character, um, who are all who are both incredible characters in their own right. Um, but those are like the children. That's the children demographic of the movie. Everything that takes place with Raya and the dragon um, and, and just the characters and like, and you had mentioned that the dialogue that was happening, it all felt very adult in real world. And I felt believable um, whether it was funny, dramatic, heartbreaking in moments, uh, everything about you're right. The dialogue was, extremely tight and on point uh it moved the story forward and for a story that requires a lot of an of explanation because there's there's a long history of stuff in this movie oh yeah there's a, there's a big history in this movie from the very beginning until the very end you're learning things but the dialogue does such a good thing of cutting it down to like this small segment that you can digest it easily rather than having to think about it after they talk about it. And right as they're talking about it, you're understanding it rather than listening and then being, okay, wait, I got to go back. She said this, this, and this. Right away, you're like, okay, I understand what's happening. And there's a, that, that's important when you're talking about like history of, of dragons, histories of a dragon gem, the tribes, the world, you know, the time jump, the the villain of the movie, which is a big deal as well. Mm -hmm. um, the dialogue plays a key part in that. That's for sure. Absolutely. And to that point, the mythology was amazing. And the way they explain it is great because they don't just, well, first of all, the opening of the film was perfect. It set up everything that it needed to set up before we meet Raya and her dad. 
And then when they when they explain the different uh, I don't know what you can want to call them tribes or I, I, I call them tribes. I call them yeah. Tribes. When they when she explains the different tribes, it's not like uh, a typical like let's just cut away and show this. It's her and her dad having a conversation, and she, and he's like, Raya, do you remember the what I taught you? And then she starts you know breaking down what she knows about each mm -hmm. tribe, <laughs> and it's just funny how obviously they all have different conflicts with each other and she's in the mindset she's like are we gonna poison them are we gonna <laughs> she's like what are we gonna do and the dad's just like no i'm trying to make peace with with all the different tribes and you know every movie every animated film or and mostly and especially recently in a disney film has like an underlying message and it, and this one's about trusting people even when you you're not sure if you should yep. and you know you could tell that from the beginning of the movie and you're like, oh, it's about trust. But then the way they spin it, though, and use the trust angle is done really well. And I don't know about you, Jake, but like the turning point at the, in the climax of the film, uh, when Raya kind of takes that step, you know, what I think you know what I'm yeah, talking she, she about. She says, she says, let me take the first step then is what she says. I was like, wow, I. You know, I wasn't trying to figure the movie out, but I just didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, I was right. just like, that was great because we've seen so many movies, right? And they've all done these tropes. And it's like, this was done very unique the way that scene. I love that scene. I was so invested in what was happening between um, the characters in that moment. And like, and, and we had mentioned up top, but and I didn't say this specific word, but the movie was extremely cinematic. It was, oh, yeah. it was extremely oh, yeah. cinematic and and you don't get that feeling with a lot of animated films. You get them, get that with some, um, the frozen movies are very cinematic to me. Uh, you know, something like something like Zootopia doesn't feel as cinematic, uh, compared to this, even though Zootopia is incredible. It's I, not as, it's not as cinematic. I agree with that because there's, like I said, the dragons using the rain to fly because they don't have wings. These are, I mean, these are unlike drag any dragons that I've seen before. Agreed. And they don't have wings. So they they they're magical. They're basically the dragons are basically sorcerers, if you think about it. But uh they can use the rain to just immediately in a in like a fraction of a second just create these little platforms and they just bounce on the rain like frequently. What's up, Geo? I have a question for you guys. Um, well, I have two questions really. Um well, first I have a comment, then questions. Um uh, when you guys say cinematic i'm thinking of like the shots of the landscape and like the detail attention to detail of the cinematography is that what you guys are talking about as far as cinematic feeling so when i when so yes for first of all there are there's a specific shot at jacob right after the time jump when we're in the the the, the desert land essentially mm -hmm. oh yeah that that is cinematic at af that is cinematic oh, yeah. AF. That is, Gio, I'm telling you, it it legitimately, there were moments, there were legit moments, both wide angle and close up, that it looked real. It, mm -hmm. it looked, like there was a shot on Tuk Tuk on his back. I was like, wait a second. Did you, okay, I don't know that, if you that knew. That didn't look fake at all. That didn't look, that didn't look computer generated. That looked actually real. I don't yeah. know if you knew that that was Tuk Tuk in the flash forward. Because like I said, I haven't watched any of the trailers so oh, when I did. I did. I was like, yeah. what is she riding on? Like, is it just a big ball? And yeah. I'm like, that little creature from like from six years ago grew up to be that huge. And that the way they used him, he's like a vehicle, but uh, an animal. It was, it was awesome. It was so it was cool. Awesome. And Geo, yeah, to answer your question, the 
the to me it's the visuals the the way when you first see uh sisu fly amazing so beautiful like it's it's just you see it nice. and you're just in awe it nice. and i haven't felt that in a while yeah, um, it was it was very very beautiful, and and Parish makes another good point here. That's that's a big thing that Disney actually does a lot. They 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 do that a lot. They make their food in like close up shops. They feel very real. Uh, but there were some really cool things about the food too in this movie too, like big stories behind that as well. Like the jerky? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they kept making those jerky jokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one question for you guys. Um, so Disney Animations and Pixar's, they their movies are good and a, a big reason of that is the music how's the music in this movie or it was my my second favorite part of the movie or even the score and yeah. there is there is one specific track and it's at the moment of let me take the first step then the very end the climax of the movie i lost it <laughs> i was i i got the biggest amount of chills watching this and i could feel like the happy tears coming on they never actually came but i was like oh my god like if I was sitting in a movie theater, I I I would feel this incredible emotion just rush over me because it was just cinematic. The music was incredible, and the moment itself was like so overwhelming with what was happening. Because this girl that we followed from the very beginning of the movie, and then years down the road, she like she just she she took this step, you know, and, and pun intended, just because of what happened. But she took this step that changed everything. Oh yeah. I mean that it's funny because I'm Jake. I know you're a big score guy. Like that's one of your favorite things in film. And I, I like scores, but I'm not like the, the biggest on them. But as soon as Gio asked that question, I started hearing the music in my head. And to me, the fact that I remember what, it, how it was, uh, shows that it was very impactful. Cause sometimes you don't think about the music when you're watching it. Cause it blends in so well. And that's a good thing. Like you're just, it fits in with the whole rest of the movie that you don't even notice it because it's so good. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how I felt. I, the the music is definitely uh, really well. And I, I'm looking at James Newton Howard as the guy who, the composer. Nice. And he has a lot of credits uh, to his name. He, he does, a lot, he does right? a lot of animation stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he, he has. So, Jacob, let me yeah. ask you, um, would you consider, would you tell the people in the world who have not seen this to see it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, it's, I know it's not the same to people, uh, you know, as going to the movie theaters, but I, I really think we got to consider this is like you, to me, this is a fair argument. We would, you would spend, if you went with one other person, you would spend at least $50 if you went to the movies and, you know, cause most people get snacks when they go, you know, I popcorn or soda or whatever. And to me, it's like, look, you can hang out with your family, you know, your household of four, whatever the case is, and spend 30 bucks, get some snacks, make a, make some food at home, order a pizza, whatever, and have a fun night of it. Make it, tr treat it like it's a, an event, you know? And that's, that's kind of what I did. And I, to me, it's worth it because I, obviously we do a movie podcast. So I'm like, I'm just going to, shell out 30 bucks and do it but uh yeah definitely i look i'm not gonna say a movie is incredible and then tell people not to see it because uh yeah that that would be misleading but i'm guessing you agree i do agree i'm gonna tell everyone to go see it 
Nice. I, just so everybody knows, if you're wondering what the hell that image is, uh, go back to um, about two years ago here on Apocalypse. We our reviews. We did see it, save it, skip it. Um, I'm finding a way to implement them back in the channel. Um, I'm, I'm finding a way. Just got to come up with a clever way. Well, you just I, did. I, there you go. I just want to bring it up. Uh, I got we... to find a better way to do it, but um, I'm going to figure out a way to to do it and and figure it out. But yeah, I would say to everybody who has not seen it, go see it. Go see it. Um, you know, if that means purchasing it for 30 bucks, look, I know that it, it could be expensive, but movie tickets right now, if you, if you were sitting in a theater going to see this movie, it would be around 15 bucks at the minimum, uh, just for the ticket. Probably, uh, if you go early in the morning, maybe cheaper, uh, it's, it's worth every penny. Plus let's be honest. We want to support the films and we want films just like this in the future, pay the money for it. Um, and like, I, like Jake, when I both said, it's, it's a hundred percent worth it. Uh, a thousand percent. I will even say this right now. Not not just for animated film of the year, but this is like one of like I could see this movie being in the best picture category. Period. Not just animation. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and this is no surprise. I mean, the how many movies have we watched less this year? Less than five. It's the best thing we've seen so far, and it's the best thing I've seen so far this year. Uh, but it's still early on in the year, and a, a lot of big profile things haven't came out. And I just think what they did was very clever. They tied the overall bigger scale conflicts between the tribes to these two girls. Yep, these two little girls, where the the villain, the antagonist of of the film, she she was the one who broke her trust in the beginning when they were little girls, mm -hmm. and then they're both older now, and they're both trained fighters, and they. They're the, the daughter of the leader of their tribes and the back and forth because, you know, at the beginning of the film, I'm like, is she going to betray her? And I was like, no. And then she did. And then there's another point in the movie where she kind of trusts her and she betrays her again. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then, but the way they dealt with it, it's like, she's, they never gave up on, on each other. And it, that, that was great. And, I loved how they kept rounding up their kind of crew. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And look, there's so many other things, but I'll just, I have to mention this, man. I was laughing my ass off about the baby. Like <laughs> what? So she goes to this one village or one of the, the areas that the, one of the tribes live in and she gets robbed by, these three are they they're monkeys right they're they're i think they're just that version they're versions of monkeys i don't know exactly yeah what these they are, three but... animal like looking things and then a baby like it's like an infant like one years old and it's like running like and flipping and making facial expressions and it was just the know, at, the, the con baby the con yeah baby. so at first i was like what the hell they, what is going on but then it grew on me and i loved it <laughs> i loved it <laughs> No, it was great. The supporting characters were great. Um, the baby and the monkeys were great. I, I think that uh, the little boy who ran the ship was also really good. Uh, and I love the addition of the of the tribe leader who was the lonesome left of his tribe, essentially. Um, it's it's an emotional movie. It's a, it's a great story at the end, but at the heart of it, it's about, uh, it, like you said, Jacob, it's all about the trust. It, it's mm -hmm. fully focused on just learning to trust and you know, the sacrifice that things that happened in the movie. And um, there's just so many good things that have happened. It's a beautiful film. It's it's beautiful to look at. It's beautiful to watch. Um, I think Kelly Marie Tran did absolutely incredible. 
as Raya. She she was she did, bonkers yeah. good. Um, also, I didn't know this, and I'm sure I did in the past, but when I sat down and watched it, I didn't realize Aquafina was the dragon, and it totally fit. Um, she totally fit as the dragon. I thought it was a perfect voice cast, uh, especially because of the type of character that the dragon was. Um, it really, really was, was d- uh, done well. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I was thinking about it afterwards. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to sit down and watch this within the next week again, uh, just because it was it was that good and I, I had that much fun with it. And um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough right now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I spent $30 on it, so I'm definitely going to watch it again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there's all, all of the side characters that they were rolling with throughout the movie were great. And then uh, one of the best moments to me is when they showed them all go back to their families or, or their tribes. Yep. That was amazing. And I didn't realize it as the movie was happening, but they kept adding a member of their crew from each tribe. Yep. And then they all worked together to save the world, basically, which, yeah, it's it's awesome. I definitely recommend it. I mean, if at the very least, when it comes out on Disney Plus for free, like definitely watch it. I, I, you, I don't think you would, if you, like, if you don't like animated films, then probably not. But if you appreciate a good movie regardless, I think you would like it. I would have to agree. All righty. So it would not be Tuesday Newsday without a, at least one news story. So I will shoot it to Jake for that topic. Yeah. So la- late last week, we got our first official look at uh, the Space Jam sequel. I know that we've had a little teaser beforehand showing the jerseys and um, what LeBron and company would look like. Uh, but we got a bunch of new images here. Let me go ahead and uh, share my screen. That way we can kind of see what we're looking at. Um, this was released by Entertainment Weekly, and we got a, a slew of new images, um, an absolute slew of new images here. Uh, and so here are just a number of them. You can see LeBron, you know, dunking the ball. Uh, looks like they're on Moon Mountain, obviously. If you did not know that already, we got a slew of characters here. Um, LeBron with, uh, you know, Tweety Bird as an ad pops up, probably, unfortunately. <laughs> There's some Bugs Bunny action. Interesting thing here, guys. Um, the animation of the characters is extremely different. Uh, it is extremely different from the original film. Um, it's much more 3D than the just 2D effect here. Um, there's Lola Bunny, the, the revamped version of Lola Bunny. Uh, and you can see a crowd of people as well in the background, which is an interesting <laughs> ad. Um, there's some other cast members. Uh, we got Ryan Cougar there on set, who's obviously executive producing the movie. Um, Don Cheadle and the director, uh, LeBron James. And then there's, uh, there's the cover and that it's interesting because there's the 2d characters. Um, there's the 2d characters, but they're obviously 3d in the movie. And so let me go and scroll back to, um, Bugs Bunny just so we can kind of get a real good look at what these characters look like. Because he is uh, definitely the one that is probably going to take precedence over most, obviously. Just look at it. Oh, wow. Look look, look at how different he looks different. compared yeah. to the previous Bugs Bunny, right? Very, very interesting. I like it. I like it. it, it it's modern. It fits. It, it's one more thing that separates this from the uh, first movie, you know, because... Of, I'm sure you guys are are fans of the first movie, but that one is my shit. Like Michael Jordan, <laughs> Quad City DJs, Bill Murray, Danny DeVito. <laughs> like that first movie is so much fun, and you know, even today you're able to have fun with it and introduce it to a new generation. But you know, that's what they're trying to do with this movie. 
And I mean, to me, LeBron James is a little more polarizing than than Michael Jordan. You know, uh, at least in in my opinion, um, in my eyes. But um, yeah, it's uh, I think the animation looks great, but even more so the story of them going through Warner Brothers server verse where LeBron James is essentially going into different Warner Brother movies trying to find his Toon Squad. And they mentioned Mad Max Fury Road, Casablanca, The Matrix, Wonder Woman. It's like, okay, they're really going for this. And it's it's gonna be much bigger, like in in, in like scale wise. And it it I'm not gonna lie, it kind of gets me intrigued. Hopefully they, you know, pay their respects while visiting certain movies like Mad Max Fury Road or you know, DC movies. But all in all, this looks great. I can't wait for the first trailer and Last thing I'll say, Don Cheadle's character, AIG Rhythm. That's like the coolest name ever. Wow! <laughs> so he's but, gonna be an so he's gonna be an AI essentially. Is that what's happening? Yeah, he's a, a humanoid AI who who takes notice of LeBron James's son, who is gifted um, as far as like you know coding and you know creating games and whatnot. Mm. So. Yeah, it, it goes from there, but it sounds like they're really taking their time, being very serious about this because they know how passionate, you know, we are about the first movie. I mean, you know, say what you want about it, but when you think about, you know, animated movies that you grew up with, I mean, how is Space Jam not in one in one in, in that conversation? So I would agree. I mean, we grew up on it as kids. Um, I was never like the big basketball fan, but I, uh, I was a big Looney Tunes fan. I was I was a big Looney Tunes fan as a kid. I watched them all the time. Bugs was always my favorite, uh, but I watched them all. Um, I'm very intrigued by the idea of this story. Uh, it definitely peaks peaks my interest. It kind of perks my ears up a little bit. Um, I hope it pays off, you know, because it it could get pretty convoluted if it's not done right. But the person that I look to is like, you have Ryan Coogler on set. I feel like it's going to be a hit if you have Ryan Coogler on set. Um, and you know, whatever you may have think about like doing a space jam two or having LeBron involved, like whatever, but if it's a good sports movie, it's a good sports movie. It's fun. I'm interested in who the villains are because it's not supposed to be the monsters. Um, but it it's could the, end up being the monsters. So I don't know what's going to happen with that point. It's the, uh, they're calling it the goon squad. Really? Not the monsters, the goon, G O O N squad. Oh, like the Toon Squad versus the Goon Squad. Interesting. Yeah, we'll this see. This sounds bonkers, man. I like, look, I love the first uh, Space Jam. I love it. I mean, it's, it's like in my top 10. Like, if we did a top 10 childhood movies, it would be on that list for me because we, I might have just figured out our next ranking. There's a list, or <laughs> there's a list of movies that I watched like seriously, like a hundred times when I was a kid. And this is one of them, the original Space Jam. And and I've watched Michael Jordan in Space Jam than I have actual basketball footage of Michael Jordan. Uh, obviously, because we didn't grow up during his era necessarily. Uh, so I I was very much looking forward to this. And look, I I'm I love LeBron. Like he he was I loved him before he went to the Lakers, and I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm obviously looking forward to this. Uh, and I'm a huge basketball fan. I just I'm curious how they're going to play with the original Space Jam mythology, like how the 
the Monstars take the ba- their basketball skills of other players and what other basketball players are we going to see in this movie? Does Michael Jordan make a cameo? Uh, maybe. That's what I wanted to see. I essentially wanted to, to see them do the Jumanji thing and them go to the Moon Mountain, whereas in Jumanji they went inside the game. Like, just flip the story but make it the same. Yeah, it seems like they're kind of you know, just making, not that it's bad, but they're, they're doing something completely different with mm-hmm. this. It's not like, cause Michael Jordan just got sucked into the golf hole and then he, he went into this Looney Tune world, but this is, this is like on a whole nother level. What, but what, I, sport, what sport do you think LeBron's going to be playing when he gets sucked into some hole? He's got to get sucked into a hole. Bowling? Right? I don't know. <laughs> Does LeBron golf? I don't think LeBron golf. Mm. Ultimate Frisbee. He'll probably be playing football. Who knows? <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be something to do with like the digital stuff, like who his son, oh, like a video, like maybe he's playing like a video game or something. Possibly, yeah. But that'd be too Jumanji. That'd be way too. It Jumanji. would be, but I could see that though. I if mean, I if see like Gio said, that. if they're going like this whole digital WB world, it kind of would make sense for him to get locked into some kind of tech thing, right? Yeah, I mean that that would make sense, and maybe uh, he's on a maybe he's on a Zoom call with his agent. <laughs> and he gets sucked in and then his agent is searching for him the whole time like the like the first movie but he's oh, inside yeah, the computer yeah, yeah. and it's like the wb verse or something and he's inside the computer on the zoom call and and, th- and there's there's your connection to the original yeah for sure and i think everything looks good obviously they're gonna update it you know the, the look and everything the animation so it looks cool i mean i obviously i agree with most people that the jerseys aren't great to be honest I, I don't love them but you know i'm sure we might get different iterations of, of the jerseys but i'm stoked like i this is a movie that like i'll if when does it come out i mean i know it's going straight to hbo max uh, years, summer i want to say right or june may or june but anyways if if theaters are open and it's safe to go this is a movie that i'll be there opening night for thursday night july 16th yeah, July. this wow. is a movie that I'll be opening night, Thursday night, 7 p.m. showing that I will be there to watch it. So, Dude, this movie, this movie has a $162 million budget. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah. Wow. At least half of that's going to LeBron. I mean, and Shut it's... Up. What? No, hell Stop. No. I'm just hating. But, uh, but also, I mean, I mean, I guess it makes sense with the special effects, but based on what we're hearing from the plot, does this mean that, like, he could have Wonder Woman on his basketball team, and like it's not just going to be. Better not do that. I swear to. No, so I think what's going to happen is is he's probably going to like. Oh, he's going to go looking for the other Looney Tunes. I and he's think. Gonna I, think what, I think it's what ha- what's going to happen is he's going to go looking for the tunes, but and, on his okay. way he's going to stop in other places. Yep. Like I was thinking, like he's going to be like, I need a small forward, Batman. Let's go. <laughs> I, I need a point guard. Hold on. Let, let, before we move on, because I do want to get Keith. Keith just popped in. Let, we're talking Space Jam. We got to bring him on on this. So, what's up, man? What's happening? What's going on, guys? Uh, Keith, Keith, do you know about basketball, the sport, NBA? Are, are you familiar with that, man? Yes. Very. <laughs> okay. I'm just checking. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're talking Space Jam. Uh, you, you yes. saw these new photos, Keith. Uh, Thoughts. Looks good. I can't wait. I'm excited. I love it. It's a weird Trigger. story. It's a weird the the Don Cheeto like <laughs> what's he is he I don't know what's going on, but it's weird. <laughs> but uh it doesn't AI seem to be just as straightforward as yeah, right. Like it's not like 
uh, you know, hey, we want your basketball powers, so we're going to kidnap all the best basketball players. And like, you know, it's a it's an interesting uh, take on the story, but I think it was cool. I can't wait, man. Let's see all the cool Warner Brothers uh, properties showing up and all the yeah. I think it was cool. Did you like the first one, Keith, when it came out? Yes. I did. Hi, Rachel. Yes, I did. Uh, very much. Uh, I was in high school, but I, I loved it. It's one of my it's one of the best soundtracks ever, for sure. I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm excited to but, see uh, what kind of soundtrack they do. I mean, people people think, yeah. you know, uh, Mortal Kombat fans are passionate about that opening music. How about the opening music from Space Jam with Quad City DJs? Right. I can't wait to see what that is. <laughs> well, also, you got to yeah. keep in mind, Ryan Cooler, executive producing his soundtracks to his movies are always bonkers. Mm-hmm. They're always yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. there's not a bunch of people on that soundtrack. <laughs> uh, I have a question before we move on. Before we move on, uh, question: um, Who is the Bill Murray cameo of this movie? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, it or not what be kind it. of actor could like maybe like just someone that you can see like you're naming one person, but you're thinking of like a clump of them essentially. It'll be Kevin Hart for sure. He's going to be in this movie. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Hart. It's, I know, I know, but it's going to be. The I, Rock. I, 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 I want Keanu Reeves. Reeves. I want Keanu Reeves. The Rock. <laughs> sure. The Rock. the Rock. That would be good. Yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Vin Diesel. That'd be good. Vin Diesel. Yeah, right. Well, it what has is to be a what, Warner Brothers guy. Warner Brothers. Somebody yeah, right. who works closely with Warner Brothers, who appears in a lot of their movies. Michael Keaton as Batman. Clint I'm wondering yeah, right. when he runs into Clint these characters, yeah. though, are they going to be animated or live action? Uh, that's going to be interesting. May, it, might be be thing, it, it, it might be a thing where they do a shot of LeBron and then they flip the camera and it's actually it's an actual clip from the movie, but they're never actually hmm. interacting. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that. OK, right. Well, did you guys did you got did, did you guys mention the Joker, the Jack Nicholson Joker thing? Yeah, let's talk about that. He's okay, in the crowd, yeah. yeah. So but a lot of the, it's uh, not be yeah. interesting. Yeah, a lot of the WB characters are going to be in the audience. You're going <laughs> to see a lot of recognizable because uh, they're playing in the this digital world, right? Because the actual game, so it we could probably see all of them at the game when they play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the fun. name of the guy who was like yeah. the other human who played with Michael Jordan on the? Toon Squad. Uh, it was Bill Murray. Actor, was it Bill Murray? Bill Murray? Oh, but who's yeah. the other guy? The one who was um, he's from Seinfeld and he's from Jurassic Park. He was his. Oh, wasn't his I mean, uh, 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 Wayne. Uh, was his Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Newman. Oh yeah, that that was. Oh, his yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah but yeah, Bill Murray was one who played. Okay, now I'm yeah. interested in this this Jack Nicholson Joker thing. I'm gonna pull this image back up and see if this is the image you guys are talking about. Is is this the image that you guys are talking about? Um, no, it it's a different. Oh, but you could see there's not just regular humans in the. I think background. it's Bugs Bunny. Can you go to Bugs? Oh, Bunny? Is, it, is it Bugs? Okay, hold on. Is, go to that, is that Pennywise? It might be. It's Pennywise. <laughs> I think that's Pennywise. <laughs> okay, uh, so on the far far okay. right, yes, penguin. Huh? Oh, right, Amazonian yes. shield. And, an Amazonian shield. Yep, Amazonian yeah, shield. Oh, I and just thought of Jack Nicholson always sits sideline at the Laker game. He's right there. Um, oh, yes, yes. 
He's on the left. He's on the left. He's side. on the left. You can see his purple. His That's purple. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh, wow. I think it, it looks like it's a mixture of live action and animated characters. Well, which is the first one? Uh, which yeah. is what the first was? Well, I meant like the whole crowd, like all the WWE oh, characters. I got you, I got you. Like yeah. it'll like be, the, it'll be, it'll be very how they appeared originally. It'll be very Who Framed Roger Rabbit, dude. Oh, uh, yeah, and it'll be, it'll be like <laughs> Ready Player One, where some of them were CG, you know, like kind of, uh, like you know, you got like, like you mentioned, oh. like last week about Deadpool or you know Harley Quinn or whatever, like that kind of thing, where they're CG characters, but it'll be kind of live actionish, I think. And then some of the, of course, all the animated ones, like you got to talk about too. Man. What are the chances uh, oh. Zack Snyder shows up in the movie? Okay, let's move on. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, clearly, clearly zero because he Warner Brothers does not like him. For some yeah, they're, they're, it on, they're on. <laughs> It's okay. Oh, We're still going to get good movies from him outside of that. Um, but yes, Apocalypse Now is not the only thing that we do here. Gio, you want to tell them what else we got going on? Yeah, no, it is not, guys. Every Friday, we do a show called Marvel Rewind. And yes, I mean, for the foreseeable future, WandaVision just wrapped up. And guess what's starting up next week? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're all over it. Join us this Friday, seven or 4 p.m. Pacific time for our in-depth preview of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're probably going to touch on a lot of MCU films on the past involving the two characters as well as this show where it could go who else could pop up etc etc join us but before i pass it off again to jacob i want to give it to jake because we have a special promo video that we want to show you guys I will never get over that. <laughs> that was really well done. Honestly, and I like my trailer more than the actual trailer. <laughs> Jake, how are you going to handle yourself watching this, man? I'm not, dude. You, you guys know how I feel about this genre and this type of stories in the MCU specifically. I mean, Winter Soldier being my all-time favorite, not just MCU movie, but comic movie of all time. And I'm a big espionage, spy, thriller type of story. And it focusing on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, I mean, it hits home because I Cap is my favorite. I've read Cap and Bucky comics forever, and I'm super excited. And to Rachel's comment, um, Rachel, I call it Falcon Soldier is what I call it. Uh, it's I know it's a long title, but I call it Falcon Soldier. It's what I save all my files yeah, as. It's like WandaVision, but Falcon Soldier. Yeah, I save all my <laughs> files as like Falcon Soldier Full or Falcon Soldier PNG or whatever. So, uh, But yeah, every Friday, guys, 
uh, Marvel Rewind. You know what I'm excited for? Which she looks badass in the trailer is Agent 13, Sharon Dude, Carter. I'm so pumped. Yeah. She, because she's a good character in Civil War and, and Winter Soldier, but they don't really let her get involved in the action too much. And this looks awesome. She's he She looks heavily involved for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's so much going on. It just, yeah, I think they just didn't have any room for it and really, really do anything. But I think they always had plans for her. I think they clearly they tease at the end of Winter Soldier. Like if you know like what happens to her in the comics. Yep. So I'm curious to see where that goes. And I've learned my lesson this time. Like going into this show <laughs> and throughout the whole show, I don't care what fan theories about cameos you might have. I am controlling my expectations on that end. <laughs> and watch they just blow us away with so many and then we're yeah. like, I don't we know what to think anymore. On the vision, yes. So, well, there might be more stuff because remember, this was supposed to come out before WandaVision, right? Like, so I wonder if they were okay with putting out WandaVision just because maybe they're because the fact there wasn't going to be anything super, you know, universe changing that you know, we were, everybody was waiting for. Maybe this is going to be the one that has that stuff. So, maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk um, more about it on Friday. Yep, absolutely. And we got one more thing to talk about today. And that is Coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to differentiate the titles when pronouncing it, yeah. but I'm the only one who hasn't watched it. Watched it. Um, these three guys have. I'll shoot it to them. I'll stick around, hang out, maybe ask some questions. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about it. Um, if you guys were excited for this movie and what you thought about it. I I'm going to defer to the two gentlemen on the right um, because I know that coming to America. Yeah. Specifically Keith. Uh, I know coming to America uh, is definitely one of their, like I, I've heard them talk about it at length. Um, and so, but I'm going to be in the conversation, but I want them to guide the conversation. I'm very interested in seeing what they thought of coming to America. Um, but yeah, Keith and Gio, why don't you guys uh, just kind of start us off with, with uh, thoughts going into it, expectations and kind of how it lived up to it. Yeah, Keith, go ahead, and I'll piggyback off of you. Uh, I very much enjoyed this movie. Now, before I go, Jake, did you say you, you hadn't seen you, you guys, Jacob and Jake, you, you hadn't seen the original one, right? I have, I have. No, I have. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I'm not worried. Oh, I'm, I'm not worried about spoilers. Like you can fully talk about it. It's, it's. Oh, no, that's it's fine. Common. Well, I was gonna say I, I would say watch the original one for sure. <laughs> um, no, I want. To, I'm gonna go yeah, back and you, watch both. But I just I didn't have time this weekend, so. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Whenever you do, but I watch the original one first, <laughs> for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, this movie, yeah. yeah, this this movie is absolutely uh, just loaded. It's just it's all just nods and references and uh, jokes Flash, and flashbacks and scenes from the actual movie. I mean, yes, flashbacks and with a little bit a little bit of de aging, which is actually not bad. Uh, at least one of them wasn't bad. The other one was kind of. Yeah, well, it, it was pretty good. It's good enough. But uh, yeah, man, like coming to America, the original one, the 1988 one, is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely my favorite comedy ever. And so I was super excited for this from the second I heard about it. Uh, maybe about oh, I think like 19. I think they announced it 2019. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 man. So I was. God, this was. I can't remember if. We had it on our most anticipated list back when we did that one, but whatever. But uh, yeah, so I was really excited about it, and I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, it's essentially again, it's essentially the same ish 
story. Uh, some of it is just in reverse. And obviously all the original characters, uh, most, most of the original characters uh, are there. Um, and it, it was just great to be back in this world of Zamunda and, you know, and really get to see more of it, obviously, and get a, 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 a modern a version of it as well, because it's obviously yeah. it picks up in real time. So, um, but yeah, it was great. Loved uh, Sherry Healy was great. It's great to see her again. Um, and even some of the characters, you know, Garcelle Bouvet, who didn't, who was one of the you know, rose petal throwing girls is back in this one. Um, it's great to see her again. Arsenio Hall, of course, who is one of my both these guys, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, are like two of my biggest. <laughs> the the random cameo of this guy. That was so. That was so strange, right? I was like, "Wait, what's Morgan Freeman?" All cameos, man. Out of left field, and it was in like yeah. honestly, if there was one scene for him to cameo in, I'm not going to spoil it for Jacob, but it was the yeah. perfect scene for him to cameo yes. in. <laughs> what a weird, so weird. <laughs> it was very funny. It's, it's so much of it was very silly, of course, and it, I, it was it's silly, right? So like obviously the barbershop guys who were the best part of both these movies, um, <laughs> barbershop guys. People are, I guess people are like, why are they still alive? Well, of course, that's the joke. Is that they were super old <laughs> back then, and they're even older now, you know. And so, um, is it the I, same I, actors? I really enjoy yeah, it. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall playing multiple characters. Um, so they they do it, they do it for a handful of characters in the movies. They they play a couple different. Characters. Oh, so they play yeah, the barbers too? Yes. Yes. Oh, so it, I'm guessing in, in the original movies. they're aged up. Yes. yes, and now they're still alive. Okay, yes. okay, that's yes. that's cool. Yes, yes, him, the, the preacher, uh, Randy, the, the, pre Randy. the preacher was the preacher had me dead. Preacher yes. had me dead. Yes, yes. and of course, uh, Randy Wilson and sexual chocolate at the end. I was on the floor laughing my head off. Really, I totally forgot about him, and I actually like nearly fell over. I was like, oh, that's right, and I was just, I was actually. Like on, on a knee laughing because I, I totally forgot about him. Uh, so that was great. I, I, I really enjoyed it, you know, and all the younger characters are great. You know, uh, the, the guy who plays the son is um, there's one or two parts where I thought eh, I didn't really care for. Um, but I thought it was fine, you know, but I loved I love the daughters, love all the daughters. Um, Tiana Taylor, showed up in this movie. I, I didn't know she was in this. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Did you see Rick Ross? Rick Ross is in here. Did you see Rick Ross really? in the movie? Ross? <laughs> yeah, he was one of uh, he was back there with uh, uh, Wesley Snipes. Is uh, right at the very end. You look uh, when they when Tion Taylor shows up. Uh, he's one of the like entourage. It's Rick Ross. <laughs> like, what? Is that Rick Ross? Right wow. Wesley, anyway, Wesley uh, Snipes. Also, Wesley Snipes was so much fun. Hilarious. Um, it's Hilarious. it's fun to see him kind of be like laid back in a role. Because we haven't seen a lot right. of him in recent years, and you could tell he was having fun. You could tell the cast was having yeah. fun, and and Absolutely. they gave him the perfect the perfect little role uh, to to kind of bounce off of uh, you know Eddie Murphy and stuff. But yeah, I'll piggyback off of what Keith said about the um, not just the daughters, but I thought like all of the women in the movie were great. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, obviously Eddie Murphy, and I, I don't know names exactly, but uh, the woman who plays his wife was it was great to see her back. Um, really, really good to see her back. Um, yeah. And then the woman who played his his girlfriend from the first movie, who did the bark, um, seeing her back in this movie, yeah. well, yeah. was great. <laughs> uh, his daughters, the fact that he has three girls, Kiki Lane being the oldest, um, and her mm -hmm. storyline, and then also the 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 hairstylist, the 
yes. uh, his, his son's future wife. Um, she, I thought she was really good as well. Uh, there's there's a lot of good, strong performances from Leslie Jones as well. Yeah, of course, Leslie Jones. And it's funny because I typically don't like her like super obnoxious, just over the top loudness that she brings. But I felt like she did a really good job in this movie and she played off of what was happening. And like, you know, she's this New York City girl who's going to Zamunda and living off of everything that Zamunda does. And like bringing this whole New York Brooklyn vibe to this country. So does the movie take place? Uh, you know, in Zamunda, mo- most of it, or for about like I would of- say like eighty percent of the movie. It does. I think, yeah, most, yeah, of it. most of it. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And the and the first one was a, an opposite. It was eighty percent in New York, with some of it in Zamunda. Just like the very beginning and the very end were in Zamunda. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, most of it was in New York. Where this one kind of a little bit back and forth, but it's mostly in Zamunda. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> this is so good. Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's in the, it's in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, I will say, Gio, before you go, because you and I did the uh, uh, casting table for Storm. Um, I got a new. I've changed it. I'm just saying it now. Still go back and watch that video. Still, but uh, the actress that plays the barber, the hairstylist, uh, her name is Nzamo Mbatha. That's our new Storm. I love her. She's beautiful. She's a great actress. She's a South African actress. She's gonna be. She needs to be our new Storm. Marvel, pay attention, cast her right now. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say Kiki Lane, but she'd be a great choice. Either one. Yeah, either one. Yeah. uh, For me, look, I I wasn't – I'm not going to pretend like uh, I was around when Coming to America 2 – or Coming to America was – the first one was Mm -hmm. there. I was a little late to the party. I think I saw it maybe five, six years ago for the first time, but Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And going into this one – you know, Eddie Murphy coming off of Dolomite is my name. I had really yeah. high expectations for this one. Um, and I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit concerned because you think about comedies, you know, and then how they try to do a sequel 10, 15, 20 years later. I mean, Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, <laughs> Two Lander or Zoolander 2, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I was a little bit worried about this movie. Um, I had fun with it. I'm not as high on it as Keith is. Um, it definitely plays off of the nostalgia of the first movie, like like a lot. Um, there are a couple laugh out loud moments um, that I well. Do we want to get into it? Is it, is it a spoiler? Go ahead. I don't mind. Jacob Jacob is still going to react the same way to comedy stuff. Yeah, because no right now, like most know. of stuff, I have no idea what you're talking he, about. He won't so know I'm, when it's coming. I'm gonna watch so, the first right. one first, and then I'm gonna yeah. forget and watch the second yeah. one and be like, "Oh, yeah. so, so go, go ahead." Yeah. The part where they go, "You're not a, a prince yet. You have one more <laughs> test." Yes, and, yes. Oh my god! The crazy witch doctor comes in, and <laughs> <laughs> we gotta. The whole country's in on it too. The whole country is on. We gotta circumcise you. I hope we don't get taken down on YouTube for this, but (laughs) (laughs) you just have to watch it. You just have to watch it. It's so hilarious. Wait, how is the whole country in on that? That have you'll see. You'll see. You have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What what did what did everyone think of McDowell's? I love that so much. (laughs) Bringing back first of all, just bringing back John Amos, who is a treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 
it was great. Louis Anderson, of course, too. I just heard maybe a day or two before that he was in it. So that was a big surprise. I was happy to see him. And uh, <laughs> the McFlurby, which <laughs> just the whole thing of like McDonald's is coming after me. I don't know why. It's such a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently McDonald's uh, was super cool with them doing that in, in uh, the first movie as well. They thought it was great publicity for them. So, uh, egg <laughs> yeah. <and> stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That was very fun. I, I was really happy to see that. And there's one in Zamunda, of course. <laughs> which, uh, it's like in the middle of nowhere, too. It's just in like yeah. an open field. Yeah. Very funny. Um, I have a question. So the first movie and I, I know of lines and stuff from the first movie, um, particularly that inside pool scene in the, in the first movie, Mm, things like that. So the first movie is rated R and it's very edgy uh, for that time too. This one's PG 13. Do you think it was a mistake kind of going against the DNA of the first film and making this one PG-13. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Hmm. It's, you know, it's just... You can get away with a with PG-13 a lot more now than you can yes. when, this, when the original came out. That's a yes. good point. Yeah. That's a good PG-13 point. Is, is R of the original movie's time. Yeah. The only real, yeah. The, 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 there's still some pretty edgy stuff in here. There the only, is. The only real oh, I mean, is, I haven't seen them, so I'm curious because I know yeah. the first one was pretty edgy. So I'm wondering the, the, if it that took away from anything from this one. The biggest difference is there's there's no no f words. That's it. Well, uh, Keith, actually, there's also there's another. There's no the, the, the that's what I was saying. The the Zamundan culture of getting woken up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a big mm. difference because so, of the reading. And and that's fine because to me. F bombs and nudity don't make movies better, you know. Agreed. They, Agreed. So they they can add to a, a certain type of movie, but so maybe they don't need that stuff to make these movies fun. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I mean I I agree with you, Jacob. I don't think comedy or you know nudity or that kind of stuff really makes a comedy. Um, you can certainly use it as a tool. You know, you think about movies like Old School. You know, like you you can definitely use it as a tool to make you know great comedy. But um, yeah, for me, it's like I, I had fun watching the movie. Um, I just thought it was okay. I'm, I'm with Rachel. I, I thought it was okay. And that, that just goes Dude. to show just how hard it is to make a comedy sequel. You Absolutely. know, like you would have to be like uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller or, you know, those kind of directors to, to pull off something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought as like performance wise, I thought it was a step down from what Eddie Murphy gave us in My Name is Dolomite. Like, that really made me a believer. Like, okay, the old Eddie Murphy is gone. But unfortunately, in this movie, I did kind of see hints of it in in here. And it's really unfortunate, you know, because, like, Coming to America, the first one, like, was a really big, big, important movie for him, Um, you know, back then, you know, coming out of uh, SNL. So, Mm -hmm. um yeah, I mean, hey, I I still recommend watching it if if you're if if you're a fan of Eddie Murphy, you know, and um, you know this whole ensemble that they put together, you know, nostalgia. I I would obviously I would definitely recommend watching it, especially because it's you know, I mean, it's if you have a Prime Video subscription, it's it's free. Well, if you have Amazon Prime, which Amazon Prime, who, a lot of people, most people have Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah, they're both on there too. But so yeah, I, I think. 
oh, you're judging it on different contexts. Like with Ride and Last Dragon, you have to pay $30 to watch it. So that's what we're telling people to do. With Coming to America, you just have to hop on your Amazon video account and watch it. So mm-hmm. just well, real quick, Keith, before, before, you, before you say uh, anything more, um, mm-hmm. I want to go around the table real quick. Uh, Gio, would you recommend to see this or would you recommend to skip it? See it. Mm-hmm. Boom. See it. There you go. It works better when <laughs> there we go. people in here. Uh, Keith, what about you? I, I would say see it. I would say see it. Especially if you are a fan of the first one, absolutely see it. See, now I want to figure out a way to put them in our own little windows, but that's just too much work. Oh. I would also, <laughs> I would also cool. recommend to see it. Um, yeah. I think that if you love the first, you'll probably more than likely at least like the second. Yeah. Um, I, I will second what Gio said. Maybe it's not... It doesn't feel like the same Eddie Murphy, but he still gives great moments um, in the movie for sure. There's some really, really good moments. But Keith, continue with what you're saying. Uh, just well, as far as Eddie Murphy, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you, you you echoed that because the thing with him in this in this character, like, and it's not that overly deep, but with him playing this role, like he's not really he's the straight guy, like especially in the first one. Right, like he's not like outwardly comedic. He really doesn't have very many jokes at all, it's, especially in the first one. Uh, him playing Akeem, you know, I, him playing all the other roles. Yes, that's where he's being Eddie Murphy that we know. He's like turned up to eleven. With so basically, other- is he like a serious king, but then everything else going around him is just crazy? The comedy's happening around him, and uh, okay. that's all the other all the other characters. But, but there are yeah. also things that he that he and uh, Arsenio Hall will say. That are meant to be serious to them, but to us, we are <laughs> yes. laughing. Yeah, that's definitely I, true. Yeah, definitely. I like when characters do that. That's well, cool. there's a lot of because it's a lot of fish out of water, especially in the first yes. one. A lot of fish, fish yes. out of water stuff. So, and like I said, he's he's being dead serious, but it's just it's funny to us or it's funny to the people, the characters on screen, and it, because in this one he's more he's back in his own. Like I said, it takes place mostly in Zamunda, so it's a little it's less of that for him. It's more his son being a fish out of water and. You know, the, the funny stuff with him is him trying to adapt to, you know, technology, like saying with the slang or whatever that the kids are saying, uh, that kind of thing. But he, he, him as that character of Akeem, he's not as, you know, he's, he's it's not like Eddie Murphy, like you said, like we're used to seeing um, in other stuff. But uh, but when he, like I said, when he's all the other characters, though, that's Eddie Murphy. That's, <laughs> that's classic right there. So, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, I do understand a lot of the criticism. I saw Rachel's comment, and I can I can understand that uh, what she's saying. Uh, uh, I think the movie is, it is my opinion. I, I think it is trying to say that a lot of that's yes, the, the massage like and stuff like that. Like these characters, like that stuff is messed up, right? It, like, it definitely think, has a lot to say. It has it a lot to say. And I, th- I think the movie's pointing that out personally. Yes. I, I, I think it is. It's, but they're, I, they're like they're like slapping you in the face with it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I, 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 I understand if it's you know something you don't like. I totally get that, you know. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed them. Like the and preacher. I love the oh, I love the the preacher, of course, and the guy at the beginning. What this, his son is interviewing with? They they do a little trading places reference, you know, they because uh, the two he's related to what uh, Mortimer and uh, Randolph Duke from Trading Places, the two old guys. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys remember, they're in the they're in coming to America. Which is weird. So those movies are connected, and he's related to them, I guess. So he's like their grandson or great grandson or whatever. So I thought that was a nice little nod to that as well. Oh so, wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. No, I I also agree with uh, Rachel about the son. You know, I was 
I was uh, I was worried for a second about his character arc, you know, in the yeah. movie. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. this is something I've seen before. But yeah, they right. do allow him to be his own character, you know, and um, doesn't follow the trope of, you know, him becoming somebody else entirely by the end of the movie. You know, he still is himself. And I right. like I especially like how they they ended the movie, you know, with uh, assigning different roles, you know, because one mm-hmm. big thing is that, you know, in the movie the queen is not allowed to rule um the the land is that correct like yeah yeah like it has to be a son or a male and by the end of the movie they kind of get with the times and are like you know you're obviously the right choice for this and they make it so clear throughout the movie that you know this should be the rightful you know uh, ruler and not this guy and who knows if we see if we see something similar in Black Panther two? Just a random thought, but you know, apparently Ryan Coogler did a treatment for this, and really? Eddie Murphy, yeah, apparently he he and another I think uh, Aaron Magruder, Magruder, I think his name is, they did an original treatment for this, and they I guess Eddie Murphy turned it down, but from what I hear, they used some of the elements from that in this, and I wonder if a lot of the daughter stuff was a lot of that stuff. Hmm. Um, but I would, I would love to see the Ryan Cooler <laughs> story uh, version of this. That would have been that would have been interesting. See, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, just so everybody knows, uh, Kiki Lane. If nobody knows who she is, she played the uh, young girl in the Old Guard with Charlize. That's Theroux. what I thought. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? So I that's, still seen that's, that. That's her in that movie. She kicks an enormous amount of oh, ass. You gotta in check that, that out, Keith. She kicks yeah. ass in this movie. Um, okay. There, she she has a very bright future. Very pretty. Ooh, yeah, she was great. I, yeah. I really liked her a lot. She was really good. Keith, did you say that the original Coming to America is your favorite comedy of all time? Yes. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah, hands down. Hands okay. down. It's, it's I got to watch it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you, <laughs> yes, that's exactly right, uh, Rachel. That's what, the, that's what this movie's about. Um, that line from the, from the first one. But uh, yeah, man, you know, like Eddie Murphy, if, like, like he says, one of my biggest influences ever. Um, and if you certain, obviously being a, 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 in the black community of a certain age, like you, everyone knows, like coming to America is like <laughs> Citizen Kane for a lot of us, you know, uh, at a certain age, but not even just black people, but a, a lot of my friends, you know, everyone, everyone loved that movie, like everyone. So oh, it's like it's, a pop culture thing. Yes. Like, it's one of those things where we talk about where I know quotes from the movie, but right, I haven't even right. seen it. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. That's how exactly. Exactly. It is. Yeah. I'm surprised so. uh, Sam Jackson didn't make a cameo. I mean, he kind of did. Sam Jackson, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. I couldn't believe he was not sitting in that barber chair when they went to the barber shop. I'm like, right? I did not get Cuba Gooding Jr. to, <laughs> to be still. Jay, you need to watch these this week, man. I know you. I know you're giving challenges to something else, but you got to watch these this week. Yeah, I want to. I mean, hearing you guys talk yeah. about it, I definitely <laughs> want to. No, Eric Lasalle either. I thought I was, I was hoping to see Eric Lasalle show up. <laughs> For sure. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm just glad we got to watch some new movies, man. That's that's the best thing yeah. about this. I mean, I I don't. You haven't seen Ryan the Last Dragon yet, Keith. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. But yeah. it's phenomenal. It's and honestly, I was telling Jake, I wish I watched it in a movie theater because it's. Oh. It's, okay. It's that good, and like Jake said, it's not like like honestly, 
I love Inside Out. I love Zootopia, but I'm not like those are must see on a movie theater. You can watch those at home and still enjoy them. Mm-hmm. But this movie, no okay. movie theater. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth it. Um, all righty. Well, any last thoughts, guys, before we wrap up the show? Um, we're getting closer to <laughs> norm- normal stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, you guys heard about LA theaters might be opening before the end of the month. So really? That's exciting. That. Yep. They just got out of the red tier. They're in the purple tier now. Well, yeah, that's uh that they are opening with um Disneyland is officially a go 15% capacity April 1st. So um yeah. that falls in line with you know the theaters as well, probably probably limited capacity like they were initially when they first opened last year. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I concur what Gio was saying. No setbacks, hopefully. Uh, yeah, absolutely. either way, either way, gents, we're we're getting private screenings in our area, so that's yeah. a good thing. So yeah, that's a good thing. You know what I've been doing uh, the past few days? I've been going back about a year, year and a half, watching some of our old uh, episodes of uh, Now. Agree, agree, partners. Um, and the evolution this channel has taken, my God, absolutely. Well, I'm just enjoying <laughs> the old days where we were all in a room together. I got the screenshot. I'm trying to life, figure so. out our mics and the echoes and everything. But, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was watching one last night where I was like, Oh, Oh, the good old days. Oh, I miss all the guys. I miss doing the show that way. Hopefully really, really soon. We can. Hey, I'm down for a Snyder cut watch along in person. I'll invite That's you guys over at the house, put the camera up and watch it. I'd be happy. Way, to do that. And y'all say something bad about it. I'll throw a pillow at you or something. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta watch out for Brian, man. He's <laughs> yeah, he's gonna poke the bear the most. Put your phone down, Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I would I mean, tell I, people I'd be down to watch that. our old shows. I mean, look, it, if if there's a time to watch our old shows, it's now because we're coming up on a hundred episodes, guys. Yes. Hey, yeah, yeah, right. Jake, do you know? You just reminded me if we keep on track. Right now, do you know when our hundredth episode is on? What day? May fourth. May <laughs> May fourth. May the fourth. Oh, yep. Uh, yeah. That is crazy. Rachel, oh, don't remind me. me they were they were terrible. They were so <laughs> I mean, we haven't talked about it at all, but we gotta do something special for the hundredth episode. Absolutely. We'll certainly be in person by then. Let's and no, it. Geo Geo, it won't it won't be Snyder Cut. Why not? <laughs> we'll be a few months out, man. It'll be long past it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Rachel, you know what's really funny? Because I think we, uh, uh, I know we got to go, uh, but uh, this is a funny thing. I was watching one of our old episodes. I think we were talking about um, <laughs> the Fast 9 trailer, Fat, Fast and Fierce 9, whatever it's called. Um, and you remember we, we were doing a uh, comment corner or comment couch? Or oh, yeah. Couch. I forgot about that. <laughs> One of them was from Brian's, like, and I got one from Errol, Errol, Wall, Errol, Wall. Oh, yeah. Errol, Wall. <laughs> and and it's like, a Harry Potter reference, and he didn't even, didn't get even it. catch it. I know, right? And we were like, we're like and he says, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then he quickly goes and corrects it. Uh, he or she, or I think maybe I said he or she. <laughs> so that's our friend Rachel. And now look at her. Oh, wow. Rachel was around during the in person days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah awesome That's well fun. keep coming back if you want to see us talk about these big movies coming out we're gonna you know just like we covered riding the last dragon and coming to america we're gonna talk about 
uh, all these uh, high profile films that come out in spoiler fashion. So try to watch them before Tuesday if you get the chance to. And that's going to do it for this episode of Apocalypse. Now, like we said, right now we're going to plan on a fanboys uh, watch along next mm. week. And don't forget to hit up the poll to decide what I'm going to be watching uh, next week as well, uh, individually. And of course, please don't forget to follow us on all social media at Apocalypse Movies. And don't forget to check us out this Friday. Uh, we're doing a preview show, right? For Falcon for, and the Winter Soldier yes. on Friday, yes. For Falcon Soldiers. <laughs> Falcon, Falcon Soldier. Soldier. Falcon. Um, yeah, to kind of preview the uh, the sh- upcoming Marvel show. And Gio, what's up, man? Well, I was going to ask you guys now, but maybe on the preview show, it might be a better time for the question. Like, what Marvel movies should you recommend people watch in anticipation Ooh. for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll, we'll do that Friday. That's good. That's a good call. Yeah. That is a great point. Movies. And, I mean, yeah. you, could. you know, we didn't think about it with WandaVision, but that would have been a good yeah. question before WandaVision too. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll do that Friday. We'll do that Friday. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to keep uh, reviewing all those Marvel shows, so definitely check us out. Um, I'm going to let everybody say goodbye before we head out. Uh, Gio Ramos, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you, man? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Grey Goose Jedi. Yes, Grey Goose like the alcohol. I also have my own YouTube channel, the Fandom United Podcast, where you can find me talking about Zack Snyder or cussing out Warner Brothers, one of the two, <laughs> to guarantee each episode. Uh, thanks for following along and appreciate you guys' time. And Keith with your New York hat looking very Jay-Z-esque. Uh, where can they find Thank you me. online, man? Thank you. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Thank you. You picked that up. Uh, <laughs> Your favorite uh, rapper of all time, one, right? Uh, one, he's 1A. One 1A. One oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you, I'm on Twitter uh, at KeithBarnes79. And on Instagram, KeithBarnes1979. There's an underscore in there somewhere. I don't remember which. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, you can just find me on somewhere, somewhere on this channel, on this YouTube channel, one of our shows, somewhere. I'll pop up. You'll see me. Was 1979 yes. an important year for you? It's a very important year. Very, very important year. Yes. <laughs> and shout out to Brian. He couldn't make it tonight uh, doing yes. parent-teacher conference stuff. I believe he's at B Avalacino on Twitter. Yeah, um, he's in trouble. It's good to mention. I mean, all of our Twitter handles are in the description. Uh, you guys yes, can literally scroll down point. on the page um, and just click it, and it'll take you right to our Twitters. You guys can follow us, follow Apocalypse Movies there as well. I'll just jump in, Jacob, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, Apocalypse Movies on Twitter. Uh, you guys interact more. We post more stuff there. Streamlabs, if you guys have questions, um, comments, or anything like that. Obviously, the show is every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Pacific right here. Geo mentioned Marvel Rewind on Fridays. Myself, uh, at Qui-Gon Jake on all socials. Ooh. Two ends because someone else took it before I did. Um, you can also find me on a certain point of view multiple times a week. It's a Schmodown after show. Uh, trying to play trivia, trying to talk about the craziness that's happening in the Schmodown. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I also do a little show called The Whiskey Jedi. Uh, the Whiskey Jedi right back there. Um, Keith is going to be coming up here very soon on an episode. I'm going to reach out to him soon doing an episode with him. And uh, we'll get involved in that. But I, that's just where I like talking Star Wars and talking whiskey. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, come hang out. Come join me. And uh, 
it'll be a good time. So yeah. And he's busy producing all of our shows too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pumping out all those thumbnails. And uh, you can find me Jacob Barley uh, on Twitter at Jacob Barley eight, two, four. And you guys have a slogan with your Twitter handles. So uh, Jacob know, Barley eight, two, four. Cause I'm the young and old Kobe combined. There we go. <laughs> um, and <laughs> if there are any power ranger fans out there, come check out off the grid, a power rangers <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Jake, for all the visuals and all that stuff. Make the channel look and sound great. Appreciate that. And yes, for Apocalypse Movies, thank you all for watching. We'll see you this Friday.